Marilyn made. Be who you are. Do what you want. The podcast. Brought to you by the number one student athlete development program in the world. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Maryland Made Podcast. It's your favorite assistant AD, Risa Lovelace, back on the mic um, and continuing our series, More Than a Student Athlete. As a reminder, the Maryland Made Podcast provides timely, relevant, and practical information to empower student athletes to explore their potentials and pursue their passions. On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of chatting it up with a current student athlete to discuss what it truly means to be more than an athlete. Joining me today, representing Maryland University, not only as a student athlete, but as a hometown kid, is Dominic Dom Solis. Dom, let's kick off this episode by you telling us your story and how you got to the University of Maryland. Okay, so uh, first off, thank you so much for allowing me to come on your podcast. I'm super excited to be here. But uh, my story, how I got to Maryland, so I'm, I'm a Maryland kid. Uh, I grew up in Laurel, Maryland, Howard County um my whole life I didn't realize how close College Park was like as I'm literally like 20 minutes from my parents houses so it's it's super super nice but uh I ended up going to uh, a private school and my for uh, high school but I started in public school throughout my entire life so I went to a private school in ninth grade for wrestling and football because I was always uh, a dual sport athlete And that was actually something very difficult later on. I'll talk about like choosing between football and wrestling, but, uh, went to, went to McDonough school, which honestly is one of the greatest decisions I think I've ever made. I don't think I would be here without them. Just the, the coaches I got there for football and wrestling, the, the, the teachers were amazing. It was definitely a culture change. I had to wear, uh, a tie every single day at school it was I, I honestly loved it It definitely uh, I feel like it helped me grow a lot and it definitely opened my eyes because going to a school like that like I was in my eighth grade year I won states as a wrestler and like I'm I think I'm this big baller I'm like yeah I just won states heck yeah and then I go to McDonough and I'm a freshman and my grades are they're decent but there's people that have like above a 4.0 GPA somehow and their number, their team is number one in the country. And I'm just like, Oh, I am. I had, I got humbled a little bit, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So uh, I, I went, went throughout high school and it, it was, it was really, really cool. Cause I got, I got to meet a lot of, a lot of good friends that I'm still friends mm-hmm. to this day. But then um, the story is I, I did stuff at uh, state level in high school, but I didn't really do a lot of amazing things at the national level. I would always be one match away. So there's something called um, a blood round in wrestling. And the blood round is like, if you win, you you place top eight and top eight in a national tournament would be like an All-American. And I would get so close at all these tournaments uh, losing the blood round, losing the blood round. And it would just be, it would, it would hurt so much. But I would, I was a, going into my senior year, I was a two-time state champ, three-time finalist, but I never, I had an All-American at national preps, which was like the tournament to go to, um, to get your All-American status. And I, I lost in the blood round two years in a row. 
actually three years in a row. No, that's a lie. Two years in a row. And then my junior year, I got like fifth, which was, it's like, that's okay. Um, but that's not where not you wanted to be. Yeah, it's not what I wanted to be. And getting fifth at national preps, it's not like getting fifth at NCAAs. It's a little bit yeah. different because you're not wrestling every single kid in the country. So it's just like, I didn't, I didn't really like get any of the college's attention from that, mm-hmm. especially Maryland. Like uh, even if being a multiple state champ in high school in the state of Maryland, you would think Maryland would still be looking at me, but I just wasn't doing anything at a super, super national level. Mm-hmm. just get so close but going into my senior year I was talking to one of my coaches about this exactly I was like ah, I have I'm a two-time state champ uh I, I all-american at national preps my junior year like what is going on he's like you haven't been the guy like at a national mm-hmm. level and that's what these colleges are looking for can you compete at a national level and I remember specifically he's saying before every single match go make that money and so like because I want I I I can couldn't go to college without scholarship that that mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't my thing I, I I really couldn't do that so every single before every single match before up when I was feeling down he would say go make that money and it kind of just it gave me like chills you know mm-hmm. you get, you're just like you listen to a, a good song and you just get chills with everybody that's how I felt every time he said it I was just like oh my gosh this is crazy so going to my senior year um, football season just ended. Uh, we actually won 11 and 0 and lost in the championship. We were actually pretty good. We were a top 40 team in the country. Mm-hmm. I was the captain. So it was a, it was a great year, great, great year. And at this point I'm starting like going back and forth between, uh, if I want to play football or if I want to wrestle, because I just had a pretty good football season, um, as a team, at least. And I had personally had a pretty good season, Nothing to stand out as like super high division one, but like maybe D3. And so, I don't know. It was something I was battling back and forth, back and forth. And for wrestling, I was practically begging schools for me to like come take on officials. I was like, please, like mm-hmm. at this point, I'm just, I just want to start taking unofficials. And actually Maryland reached out to me. Uh, I ended up taking an official visit. So I was like, this is sweet. I'm so excited took my visit here and I I fell in love I was like oh my gosh I need to come here a couple of my buddies from uh high school go here it's just like mm-hmm. uh, it would be perfect but I remember um we were all in the wrestling room all the recruits mm-hmm. and we, one by one they were like taking us up to coach uh Clemson's office and having our meeting and in my head, I'm like, wow, am I really about to get my first offer? Like, this is so exciting. Like, ah, it's going to be amazing. And I remember going up there and it was the quickest conversation ever. It was like, sorry, we don't really have any money for you. Um, but we can offer you a walk-on spot. And I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted to hear. Ah, I was like, dang. Like, it literally ruined my mood. Like, I was butthurt for a while. So I'll go back home and tell my, tell my mom that whole thing happened, but then the season's about to start. So my coach is still every single day, re- like telling me, go, you have to go make that money in, in the, in the room right now, you have to train so you can go out there and make that money. And you have to prove to them why they should give you a scholarship because you like said earlier, you haven't really done anything on the national level. Mm-hmm. 
So second week of the season, it's uh, something called Ironman, which is arguably the toughest high school wrestling tournament in the country. And so harder than national preps, uh, probably comparable to another tournament called Super 32. But those two go neck and neck. It depends on the weight class. But um, I, I remember being at the tournament and I, I see, seeing the Maryland coaches there. And like, I didn't really say anything to them. I was just kind of mind my own business. But it, it was, I somehow, I got the guy who was projected to win it, like very first round. Like, you know, just like, I have the one seed. I'm just like, dang. Had a really tough match, a really, really tough match. I actually had a really close match with him. It was, I think I lost by like two points. Mm. It was like butthurt. And you know, losing first round and you go to a consolation bracket, battling back just to It's place hard back, to come back, yep. Is, it is so difficult. But I, I don't even remember each individual match, but I just remember coming back and winning all the way to the blood round. And like I said earlier, I have blood round has not been nice to me. So coming through and winning in the blood round, it just felt amazing. I actually look over and I see like two college coaches like watching the match. And um it, it was just like, oh my God, this is amazing, amazing feeling. So the next kid I have, um, I honestly forget his name, but I've wrestled him like four times. I actually wrestled him the week before and he beat me wow. in uh in the finals of some tournament. And in the previous year, he's beat me two more times. So he's beaten me three times at this point. And he's a top 20 kid in the country, committed mm-hmm. to Lehigh, I believe. Like, he, he's a top-level recruit. And I have him. And I just remember it was tied up one-to-one in the third period, and I hit this, like, slick ankle pick to take him down. And then I ended up beating him three-to-two. And it was just like, oh, it was just like, oh, my God. I just, I just did that. Holy crap. It was yeah, like finally gotten thing. over the hurdle. Literally, it was just the most, it was, it was, I was, I felt like I was on top of the world. And that was in the, the con, con C quarters. So mm-hmm. at that point, I was already placing top eight, but now I'm about to go to see if I can get third. And so I look over and the coach that tells me every single time, go make that money. He was at a different mat, but he like mm-hmm. looks over and we make eye contact. And he was just like, it's just like amazing, amazing feeling. And throughout high school, I really haven't had that feeling. I've, like I said, mm-hmm. I won at this point, I've won two state titles. I've won uh, two MIAA titles, which is like our conference. So I've won some good tournaments. It just, I've never had that like feel, feeling of just like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that <laughs> moment right there was my favorite high school moment easily. Mm-hmm. And I run off the mat, I hug my coach. I'm just like so excited. And I'm getting my clothes on and the Maryland coach, uh, coach Mellon comes up to me. He was like, we're going to find you some money. Mm. It was just like, wow. It, after that tournament, phones ring in. Uh, I ended up getting fourth at the tournament. I lost, a, I, I beat the next kid. And then um, I lost for third and fourth, but really good kid. It was a crazy match, actually. It just like a whole bunch of flying around. It wasn't, you know, how sometimes wrestling matches mm-hmm. are just like one-to-one last takedown wins. It was like a high scoring match where I'm getting points. He's getting points. It, it was a really fun match, but he ended up winning. And uh, after that tournament, I was, like I said, I was just getting calls from Appalachian State, from Little Rock, mm-hmm. um, Maryland. I was, I would just, it was a crazy, crazy feeling. So like I said earlier, Ironman. 
tough, arguably the toughest tournament in the country. Literally the week later is Beast of the East, which is pretty much like it kind of sounds, it's the best kids on the East Coast. Yep. So it's it's up there. It's not as tough as Ironman, but it is definitely up there. I ended up getting, I think, seventh at that tournament. Um, had a weird draw. Like the kid I beat week before was higher seed than me. It was, it was weird, but I still never, never placed in that, uh, that tournament ever. I lost in the blood round the year before. Same with Ironman lost in the blood round the year before. So placing fourth and then seventh at these top two high level mm-hmm. countries, I was put into the, the top 20 in, in the rankings. And so that is, that is basically the story of how I got connected mm-hmm. with Maryland specifically but going I know I'm rambling no but, you do it. um but after the season's over uh I became a three-time state champ I end up getting third at national preps not 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 what I wanted I wanted to mm-hmm. win it win it all uh I was at literally after my last high school match ever I won I pinned the kid and I ran off I just kind of teared up and just because I just wanted I wanted to win so bad I wanted to be a national champ so it just it was upsetting, but I ended the season good. Um, I believe I ended in the top 20 still, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Oh, but then after the season's over, yeah, we start talking to the coaches again from Maryland. And it's like, you got to make a decision like now. Mm-hmm. And they offered me and I told my mom, I was like, I don't, they didn't believe in me. Like, I didn't, I don't want to go there. And I was holding this grudge for such a long time, even though I, like I said, on my visit, it was like, this is the place I want to yeah. go here. Like, it was so cool. All my, my parents can come to my matches. It's so local. Like that's, I'm a big family guy. So like, that would just be amazing. I literally go to my mom's like every week. She's, she's the best cook. <laughs> and I had a long talk with my mom and she was, came to the conclusion is like, she told um, my coach that he has to apologize to and mm. say like he was wrong. And he did. He called me and uh, I didn't know she told me, told him to say that, but uh, <laughs> he, he called, uh, he called me and apologized. And I was like, well, looks, like I'm going to Maryland. <laughs> and I put my ego aside. And I kept thinking in my head, like, I'm just going to keep proving him wrong. Like mm-hmm. I'm, that's, that's going to be my thing. I'm going to keep making money. And yep. that's, that's that's the the story of how I got to Maryland. I mean, listen, you have that's a quite interesting story. And I also want to say like your story probably is parallel to a lot of other student athletes, right? Where you know what you want to do, you know there are hurdles in front of you, you know there are people who are doubting you, but you know what you can do. And I think that that's powerful in itself, right? Um you also talked about how you had to make a decision. A lot of student athletes at this level play multiple sports up until high school. You obviously played football and and done had done wrestling. And what was the decision? How hard was that decision to choose the one? Because you want to do it all. Like y'all are young. You want to do it all. You think you can do it all. But what was it about wrestling that really won out over football for you? So the thing about the two sports is like when I was in football, I was a football guy. When I was in wrestling, I was a wrestling guy. So if, if my opinion changed. Was like, what's your favorite sport? Mm-hmm. It was football season. It was football because football is <laughs> way too fun. But thing about wrestling, it's like what I absolutely love about it. It's just you out there. 
one thing that I get super, super frustrated with on the football field is I can't control everyone. I can't motivate everyone. I can try, but at the end of the day, I, I can't really do it. It's, it's their decision. So if they miss a tackle, if I'm doing my assignment, my because I played defensive end, if I was on the left side and they ran to the right side and the quarterback scrambled out and the, the other DN didn't do his job, it sucks. It hurts because right. I did my job. So I feel like in wrestling, it, it's it's only me out there. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, the coaches and the preparation, it's a team. But it's it's you out there. It's only mm-hmm. you. You're you're in the spotlight. If you get embarrassed, you get embarrassed. If you're in the fame, you're in the fame. It's just that I think that was the decision. Also, mm-hmm. I think I'm a, I am a lot better at wrestling. And I had a lot more success in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was because of what I was saying earlier, how it's only me out there. And so I feel like I can control that. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why I felt like I was better at it. But I think that was the biggest decision. Like me seeing myself and what type of athlete I am. I like being the center of attention. Center of attention. I like being the guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I like being the center of the crowd. That's just my personality. So I think that was like the big thing that made me decide, yes, I want to wrestle in college. And I think that's important to know about yourself, right? Like I work with 550 student athletes every day. We watch professional athletes every day. And a lot of them are in team sports where it can't just be about you. It naturally has to be about the team in order to win. And so I think knowing that for you, it, you you can motivate yourself. You want to be that that man. You want to be the star. I think that's also helpful when trying to make such critical decisions at a young age. Um, even your decision prior to coming to Maryland and meeting with the coaches and saying, my friends are coming here. I'm from here. It's 20 minutes from home. Like everything was leading you to this campus. Mm. And though the coaches didn't see it at first, you you proved your point that this is where you should be. Everything drove you this way. What else, when we take it outside of sports, what was it about Maryland, the institution, that just gets you excited to be here? So, like I said earlier, it's like I'm a big, big family guy. Being so close to home, I literally, yesterday, so my my brother had a, his second daughter this week, and uh, I was able to go to his he's like he's he lives in maryland doesn't live with my parents but like an hour away and i was able to drive spend the whole day with him we got a workout in i got to hang out with my two nieces um it like just being home and in but also it's i'm being home but also being a part of the same time like if i need to i can just stay here for a month two months three months and it will be completely fine because i call my parents i call my family all the time i'm very very close to my family Mm. But it's also that luxury. It's like, wow, my mom needs something. I will be there in a heartbeat. Right. And I would do anything for her. And she, she's, honest, <laughs> she's honestly the best. She's my rock. So, and also, like I said earlier, she is an amazing cook. <laughs> and going home for some mama's cooking food, it's, uh, it is amazing. That's probably number one. Mm. I would have to say for number two, just the schooling in general. So when I first came here, I wanted to get into business school. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. GPA, I believe I had like a 3-1 at the time, which is not enough to get into the mm-hmm. business school. But that was like the initial push. Like, I want to get into business school. I've always heard 
Maryland Business School is amazing. And for the longest time, I wanted to be a financial advisor. That has shifted. I want to do, obviously, stick somewhere within finance, like an economics major. But the schooling is, I've always heard, it's just really, really good, really, really amazing. And I went to a really good high school for schooling. So that was extremely important mm -hmm. for me. So like that, and that was something they ingrained in me at McDonough was school first. My, uh, one of my wrestling coaches was my Dean. And so mm -hmm. he knew everything, everything. It's, if I was late to a class, if I was talking <laughs> and he knew everything from my academics and he wouldn't let me practice if my academics were, wow. were messed up. Luckily it didn't happen too often. I think it only happened once or twice, but he was on top <laughs> of it. So like, Going here, that was a really, really big thing, too. We're going to have to tell your mom to come down and cook for us. I mean, all this this good food you're talking about, you know, we have to bring her down here. I'm telling, a party. You, I'm telling you. And the thing about my mom, so I'm Puerto Rican. My dad is fully Puerto Rican. My mom is Lebanese. So my mom knows how to cook all the Puerto Rican food on my dad's side of the family because my grandparents taught her. She knows how to cook all the Lebanese food on her side of the family. And then my uh, my uncle, so her sister married a, a Vietnamese man. And so she knows how to cook all the Vietnamese wow. food too. It's just like, she can she can whip up whatever. Wow. She, it, it's, she can, oh, it is, I'm telling you, there is nothing, nothing better. I don't know how you stay in your weight class with all of the, the good food you're probably eating. Um, but thinking about, you know, you've been at Maryland for two years now. Let's go back a little bit. Hmm. When you first got to campus, what were some goals that you had? So, right, I heard you say business school. Obviously, that didn't pan out the way you wanted to. But what were some of the other goals that you had, whether it be about wrestling, whether it be just about your education in general? other things that you wanted to accomplish during your years in, in college? Okay. So I would say the first thing is I wanted to be captain of the wrestling team. Mm. That's like, I've always saw myself as a captain. I've always saw myself as a leader. I, but my style of leadership is not, I'm not the guy that's going to yell at you. I'm not the guy that's going to give you big motivational speeches. Maybe eventually I will be that guy, but that's just mm. not who I am. Um, I'm, I'm very good at talking one-on-one -on -one and giving like inspirational mm -hmm. stuff one-on-one, -on -one, but to the group, that's not me. I'm more of a role model. I will work my butt off and I will be the guy in the room, no matter how tired I am, I'm going to be mm -hmm. pushing myself and I'm going to be pushing other people in, during the same way. If someone's holding back, I'm going to call them out. I'm not afraid to do that. That's mm -hmm. my style of leadership. So that was like a big thing going into college. It's like, I want to lead this team. I don't care if I'm the starter. I don't care if I'm the worst kid on the team. I don't care if the best kid on the team. I'm going to mm -hmm. push myself and I'm going to push these guys to a wall. And hopefully we can push it back as a team. Because at the end of the day, yeah. wrestling is an individual sport. But there's also a very strong the team, team aspect. Yeah. Aspect to it. And also, even if... It wasn't a team aspect. I'm training with these guys every single day. I love them to death. These are actually my actual brothers out for the rest of my life. So I want to see them succeed just as much as they want to see me succeed. So that was the first big goal. Wrestling wise, I wanted to be the captain. Hand in hand with that, I wanted to be the starter. I wanted to be the guy. So going in here, um, 
there is a kid that I grew up with that was at the weight class who was one year older. So we would basically be there the exact same time the whole time. And he he beat up on me in um mm-hmm. in middle school. And so I was a little nervous, but mm-hmm. he, we weren't in the same weight class in high school. He was a little bit bigger, but he would beat up on my teammate who was pretty, pretty good. He's actually wrestling at Duke. So this, this mm-hmm. kid's good. And I remember getting in here and I just, this was a COVID summer. So um, I was training my butt off right before. I remember being in quarantine, like sneaking into wrestling practices. <laughs> I was trying to work my butt off because I wanted to be the guy. I wanted yeah. to be the 174 pounder, 184 pounder, whatever it was. Um, and so when I got here, we started training. I was I was whooping on some of the starters and it, <laughs> it felt good. It was like, whoa like maybe this maybe this is the right decision maybe mm-hmm. maybe all this hard work is really put into action so that was the the second thing they kind of go hand in hand with the captain mm-hmm. is like, I wanted to be the starter and I wanted to be the captain um I understand that as young adults going into college they can set goals and be disappointed because their goals are so maybe outlandish but mm-hmm. I wanted to be a four-time national champ. And I I didn't even I haven't even become an all-American yet. So that and that's upsetting. But that was the second goal. Um my uh one of my coaches in high school always told me you can't you can't just want to place top eight. Because mm-hmm. then you're already expecting to lose. Wow. I just want to play, I just want to place top eight. So you're you're willing to lose? You already lost mm-hmm. the match. Before you even gone there so I I haven't been as recently I'm very inconsistent but there was a good I would say almost a year and a half that I wish I, I want to find the journal I want to show you I would write down every single day I'm so happy and grateful to now be the 174 pound NCAA national champion I would wow. write it down every single day and it I think it helped me last year a lot. I wrestled a little bit better than I did last year. I think maybe that's a, not the main reason, but that definitely helped give me a little give me a little push. You know, you were manifesting. You were manifesting. You were talking to yourself every day. Exactly. We don't have enough time to sit still most of the time. So the fact that you did that, I think, speaks to who you are. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, that was that was the biggest goal I wanted mm-hmm. to. Realistically, I want to. I want to be a multiple time all American and I want to be a national champ, at least one. So, but I never wanted to limit myself in my mind. Mm. That's why I think I wrote, wrote it down. And after just like speaking out, speaking about it, it makes me like want to start doing it more again, because it's just like, why, like, why couldn't it be me? Like, why not? I, I, I don't, I don't know anyone that works harder than me. me even if they do, I, I tell myself in my mind, they're not going to work harder than me. So it's mm-hmm. like, I need to, it, it helped me believe. It helped me believe a little bit more. Because I remember in, um, in high school one time, I told one of my teammates, I was like, yeah, I want to be a, I want to be an NCAA national champ. And they like kind of giggled. They're like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I was like, I'm for real. Like, I'm so serious. And this was at the time, I'm not even in the top 20 in high school. So, like, saying that, 
like saying that big of a goal at like such a such an age where mm-hmm. I'm not even in the top 20 it's like I'm not comparable to those guys yet I will be I get I'm gonna yep. keep telling myself that and I think y'all are getting there right like when I first got here in Maryland five years ago wrestling I think we were going through a coaching change and then coach Clemson came in and he has to get his people in here and now y'all are here and look at what y'all are doing right like every year y'all have progressively gotten better and so I think part of that is because of people like you who are speaking about what you want to do right and it's going to happen you got Jaron who's been here for a couple of years who is fighting every day to get y'all right so I think y'all are starting to get a lot of the things that you've been manifesting because of the hard work and because of the talent that coach Clemson has brought into this space because you didn't walk into you know a school that was already winning like y'all are building it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's important I think that to have people brought in like yourself and some of the other teammates I know that you have like that's powerful because think about how many teams have people who want to do these things but they can't get themselves there and so I think the hard work that you all are doing is just an example of like what y'all can do when you when you put your minds to something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was a big thing that Coach Clemson kind of sold me on was like, do you want to be part of something where we're building? We, it's not there yet. We're going to be building it. Yeah. And that just made that just got me so excited. I'm like, I I I want to be that guy that helps push that, that helps start that legacy at Maryland. Which, right, because with, it's easy to go to a school that's already winning. It's easy mm-hmm. to do that. But but mm-hmm. to to step into something that's new and that you're building, that's a legacy right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of legacy, I'm going to ask this. Like, what is it like to be a student-athlete here in Maryland? Like, again, you, you didn't have to come here. You chose to come here. You want to be the hometown kid. What is it like being a student-athlete here in Maryland for you? It's... It's harder than people think it on the, on the outside. It's like, Oh, you guys get the free gear. You, <laughs> you, Oh, you guys get all these practice facilities. Oh, that's so cool. You all, oh, you have a workout plan. Uh, if I had a workout plan, I, I would work out. It's like, you don't get it. You, yep. you, you don't get it. Even like turp fuel, for example, if mm-hmm. someone hears that we have turp fuel, it's like, yeah, I, I do get the $15, but like, I had to get up this morning at 6 a.m., go to practice, go to classes all day. Oh, wait, I have another practice. I have to do that. And then, wait, I haven't done any of my homework yet. Then I have to go do my homework. It's like I don't have the luxury of not having to wake up at 6 a.m. and go to bed at 9 just so I can have a good practice again tomorrow. Even though it is a luxury in itself to do it, to be a part of it, and I will never trade places with anyone. (laughs) I, I love it. but. I think people don't realize how hard and difficult it is. It's not like doing a a high school sport. I believe it's like a Mm full-time job. Some people may argue that, but I mean, basically is we go on business trips every weekend. We have to go compete. Coach comes and always says we, we, we we took a, um, a hotel. We, we drove a bus down to a hotel for Navy Mm -hmm. 30, 45 minutes away. And he like, right before we got to our rooms, sat us down in the, the lounge he's like you guys know why we got a hotel instead of driving up tomorrow for 45 minutes because we're on a business trip mm-hmm. that, that's that's what we do we, we don't come to annapolis to go eat out to party 
we came here for business. We came here to beat Navy. That's what we came to do. And that's what we're going to do. So I consider this like a full-time job, which, um, which I, I love. I, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, In many ways, it is a full-time job, right? Yeah. You're balancing academics. And for you to be an economics major, I mean... I, I wouldn't be majoring in that <laughs> and I'm a former student athlete that wouldn't have been my major right I was a sports manager major so you're balancing academics you're balancing your sport you're balancing a social life and then you also do stuff with the Maryland May program like how do you balance it all all while just being who you are I feel like it's I, I enjoy it mm. I, I I remember um during COVID just sitting around doing nothing and it literally like I want I was like I want to go to school like <laughs> I need to go do something I'm gonna go. I started running I I mm. never ran like that before I mean I ran to cut weight in high school but like I never ran I was running like mm. five ten miles like for wow. workouts I've never done that before in my life I would just I'm I'm the type of person I, I like structure I like being in the flow mm. even if I don't have a plan like we're not training right now but I uh I wrote a plan for myself last night and I have a plan for this week. I worked out this morning, mm-hmm. I'm gonna work out as soon as I get off this podcast. It's like, I have to be in routine. I went to class. I, I'm going to do my homework. Like I have to be in routine. I have to feel, I have to feel productive and not mm-hmm. busy. If I'm feeling productive, I'm getting my schoolwork done. I'm knocking out laundry. I am constantly doing things that I feel like I like going to bed at the end of each day, like, dang, okay, that was a productive day. Wow. It's such a terrible feeling for me personally. If I go to bed at night, I'm like, dang, I missed that. I didn't do that. I didn't work out. I didn't do this. I didn't call my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't productive. Maybe I was yeah. busy. There's a, there's a difference between being busy and productive. I hate busy work. I hate, I hate, it's <laughs> that. like, that's like, oh man, that is the worst you I'd much rather be productive and working towards something it could be Mm. my academics it could be building relationships with my family it can be wrestling related Mm. it has to be something towards one of my goals so remind me of the question again I I can't I get just how do you balance it all I mean I I balance it all but I but I think being productive every day or finding something productive in your day I mean, that's huge. I think about how often academics will give you busy work because they just want you to be doing something related to their class. But I think the way you have described so far, the structure in which you keep, even when y'all aren't in season, I mean, that's important. I don't know how many student athletes are, I don't want to say dedicated because that's not the word, but how many student athletes are that structured but I also am listening to you and I'm like, the structure that you're building in your life, 20, I'm assuming you're 20, almost 21. 20, 21, right? That that's what's going to keep you and prepare you for life after this, right? Because so many student athletes finish and they're used to the routine that has been placed in front of them. And then they don't know how to live life after college. But what you're doing is already setting yourself up for that success when you graduate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's important. I, I appreciate that. It, it, that's just who I am. I'll on the days I don't really have anything. Like I'll find something. I will. I will find something to do. I need. I need to be doing something, even if it's creating content, like for my Instagram, or my TikTok, or my YouTube. Like 
uh, that's something we could talk about in a second. But it's just like I, I, I will find something to do. I will go DoorDash if I <laughs> go. I will go make money. I will go do something. I'll go work out. I'll go hang out with my mom. Like I will. I will make sure I when I go to bed at the end of the day, I'm like I'm happy. That that's like the biggest thing. But also balancing it, it's it's scheduling, it's uh being proactive, especially when you're um we're traveling. That's the yeah. biggest. That one thing I did this semester, um, that I was I was like I need to do this beforehand because I struggled with it in the past, in my first couple of years here. But this year or this semester specifically, it was like first day. Um, I was like, hey, professors, like I'm gonna be out this day, this day, this day, this day. Um, I'm gonna let you know now we can approach it at that time, but I want to let you know. So we're still on the same page. And those days came up. We fit we figured out like I literally the week of big tens, I had three exams that week. And I was gonna miss two of them. So I had to do them earlier in the week. But I knew that going in into those couple of weeks. So I was able to plan ahead. I was able mm-hmm. to like, all right, I could study a little bit earlier. Now yep. I can do now I can do the um the exam. So I feel like that's probably the few biggest things for me. Mm-hmm. It's just one, I like being super, super productive. So it's just like doing what 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 I got next. I like checking boxes, as um Coach Clemson says. All right, we're checking boxes today. What are we mm-hmm. doing? Our homework's done. Boom, studying's over. Uh, got my workout in, called my parents. Like those are the things that's like, all right, check them off the list. No, I like that. And I think all of the things lead you into leadership. Everything you just said, right? Because the the tools that you've created for yourself, your teammates are watching, right? And this goes back to, you talked about being a captain was a goal for you. Um, You and I got to meet pretty early on in your career because you're a SAC team representative, right? You've now just completed our leadership academy. So I'm thinking about how everything that you are doing currently is leading you to that captain goal um, or has led you to the captain seat. So what is it about the leadership piece outside of the title captain, right, that got you excited to be a SAG team representative, to, that got you excited to jump into the leadership academy? What was it about those two things in particular that made you want to do those? So I feel like with those two specifically all they're going to do is improve my leadership ability mm-hmm. there's going to be people i'm going to meet there especially in sac there's so many so many sac representatives that have so many different backgrounds have so many different perspectives like that that's probably the biggest thing that intrigued mm-hmm. me is i have i told you my style of leadership but i also said i wanted to expand on it i've also mm-hmm. wanted to add things to add things to my arsenal to be able to relate to more people so I feel like that's the biggest thing specifically in SAC and then in the leadership academy that was amazing it was amazing um just because of the fact that we had real lessons we were like mm-hmm. how to deal with certain situations how to find out who you are as a leader personally like we talked about and learned about more specifics and being just a straight up leader and Mm -hmm. finding yourself as a leader and I feel like if you can understand who you are as a leader Mm -hmm. personally and your style then you can improve upon the the weak your weak points 
but then also keep in the back of your head your strengths and what you're really really good at so I hope that answered your question no that does because I think you know a lot of times we in student athlete development here we're too busy we got too many things too many things coming at us we don't have time to but like the 13 of y'all were dedicated to jump into this program because you all have different outcomes and I think for you to hear you say it gave me an opportunity to think about how I show up as a leader just in in my personal life I think it's important because again we don't often have time to sit back and reflect but again I think also being a leader is knowing who you are good and bad right and when you have the time to sit and build your leadership philosophy right that then can be taken in every part of your life. It can be in the wrestling room. It can be in the classroom. It could be at your next job, right? I think to me, that's what's exciting to hear you kind of talk about um, through this conversation. It also has led you to, as you just mentioned, being a content creator, right? You have had the, the luxury, I'll say, of being in college at the time the name, image, and likeness has, has come about, right? And you and I had an offhand conversation one day just in my office and you were telling me about all of the things that you're doing from an NIL perspective, whether it be the content creation, being connected to the the supplement company. Tell me about like why you like to do the content creating and then we can get into the company that you're working with a little bit later. Okay, so first of all, I want to explain the story. So it was COVID year um always in the back of my head I've always wanted to make YouTube videos like they can like video game videos growing up like that was my thing and I feel like a lot of kids especially just watching YouTube mm-hmm. growing up it was like wow I want to do that someone can someone can make money by playing video games and making these cool videos like that seemed like a dream of mine I was like that that, that would be just amazing but I was like, oh, only the the one percent get get to get it done. And plus, I'm an athlete. Just uh, giving all these excuses in your head. So COVID year, um, I don't know if I was gonna be put in as a starter or not. Um, I personally think I was better than the guy, but I ended up um, getting sick. I got mono, and then I got then I hurt my ankle. So it would just like back-to-back things it's literally as soon as I got back from mono it was like my ankle was messed up so I was pretty much mm. out the whole year because COVID year it was the year was shrunk it was a very very yeah. short season it was only the big 10 matches and then big 10s NCAAs and as soon as I actually officially got back it was literally like as soon as big 10s were starting so it's like they're not going to throw out throw me out yeah. there when the starters been training even if I think I'm better and they think I'm better that's not going to happen so big 10s end we had zero NCAA qualifiers and it was just like wow, wow. and that feeling it, it just I was at big 10s just watching and it was just like ugh. That was a just terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah. And I'm the type of person, I get motivated quick. Like, if, I, if something happens, if I have a bad practice, I want to go run later that night. Like, I, that's the type of person I am. So I was extremely, extremely motivated. And I started working out a lot, started getting all these extra workouts in. And this is, I think this is the reason why I became captain was doing all these things, yeah. doing, going above and beyond. And I got really, really fit, very, very fit and very shredded. And 
that is probably the reason I I posted this one video and I started posting like a whole bunch of uh fitness videos. And the first video mm-hmm. I posted, it was me doing a, like some CrossFit. And I've never really done CrossFit, but <laughs> I was at my friend's house. Um and there was like this CrossFit competition and I it was hot in there. We all everyone, all the guys were taking off their shirts and doing these like super, super heavy weights and there it was two different workouts and it was for like an open like like there was like a crowd and stuff at this CrossFit mm-hmm. gym and I wasn't I was doing the workout but I wasn't like competing in the open mm-hmm. or like trying to qualify I was just doing the workout with one of my buddies and the second part of the workout was these you had to it was a complex you had to deadlift the bar whatever weight mm-hmm. you had to do as max amount of weight as possible within five minutes so you can take as many warm-ups as you want but you have only five minutes to do it. So I, they're bumper plates too. So they're nice and big. They look more than they actually are. (laughs) So I think I have like 215 or 205 on the sides, but it's stacked like, I have like three or four tens on it because like, like I'm keep, I'm doing my warm-up set. So I just keep throwing in plates because I don't want to waste time. And so I have all these plates on and I had this complex. It was a deadlift to a clean, to a power clean to a clean to a press and i'm all sweaty i'm all jacked up and someone gives a video of it of me like hitting this like heavyweight and uh i posted it was like a seven second video got like a hundred and twenty thousand views yeah because the crossfit fans are out there they are yes they are big time and so i saw that and i was like i just got a hundred and twenty thousand views on my first ever video that's insane so I started, I got home because I, we were at my buddy's house in North Carolina, but I got home and we're not training as a team at this point. And I just start posting content and I just like literally just workout video, workout video, my next video. So I posted the one at 120 K my next video, my dad got me this shirt and it was a blank gray shirt. But when you sweat, it like shows something. <laughs> and so it said, I think eat, pray, lift. Mm. And so I made this video, I'm wearing a sweatshirt, the whole workout. And at the end of the video, I took off the sweatshirt and show everyone what it says. And it got like 2.3 million views. Wow. And I would just like, and so I just started, I gained like 10,000 followers on TikTok. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I was like, what if the company that mm-hmm. like I had the shirt from, like I was sponsored by or something. And I thought that would be cool. But at the time, the NIL was not there yep. yet. So I, I wasn't... I was like, ah, whatever, don't worry about it. Um, I started posting all these videos and not probably like a month later and all my videos are doing pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting like 10 to 50,000 views, which is amazing. Um, but like probably like a month later, I made this video and it's like a thumbnail of me, like putting my abs through my shirt. And I'm like, if you want abs through your shirt, do this video, do this uh, ab workout. It was just a thumbnail. It just like mm-hmm. created in my head. It got eleven point like three million views. Wow! It blew up. I had like I had so many people just sending me the video. Like, dude, your video just blew up. Why am I seeing you on my for you page? Like, kids from my high school are just like, what? What? What happened? I was like, I don't know, dude. That, that was a cool video. <laughs> fitness talk is a real thing. Like, fitness talk is like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I that video gave me like 60,000 followers. 
I was in, I would check my phone. It would be like a thousand followers. Like I would wake up a thousand new followers, wake up another 6,000 followers. It was, it was ridiculous. And at this point, NIL was still not a thing. And I was just like, holy crap. Like I, I'm like, you hear the rumors. It's like, Mm -hmm. it still might be a thing. Like this is, I'm falling in love with this stuff. And then I did something called 75 hard. I don't know if you've heard about it, but yep, I'm very familiar with it. Yep. It's five rules for 75 days. I forget the exactly what the rules. It's like drink a gallon of water every day, two 45 minute workouts a day. One of them has you gotta to read, be read 10, read 10 pages a read day. 10 pages yeah. A day. Take a progress pick. And I think I might've said this drink a gallon of water. What was the other one? It was, it was, Five rules yeah. for 25 days. If you mess up any of the rules, you have to start from day one again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to do this. So I, at this point, I'm already like very fit, mm-hmm. pretty shredded. I'm just super, super motivated. I'm like, I'm going to do a video a day, every single day for 75 days. I end up completing 75 hard. Um, but after day like 46, I stopped making videos because the videos weren't as good. And I felt like it was affecting my training a little bit because I was so focused on the video. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to do a video every few days. So I started, started doing, then we got to day 74 and 75. So I did day 74, day 75, day 75 video, like 300,000 views. It was doing great. And I was just like, this is great. Next day I posted a, um, a video day 76. And I, I was like, you always have to do one extra. And the supplement brand that I am now a part of is that's like their motto. And like, I've been obsessed mm. with this brand forever. So I posted the video, it got like 600,000 views. And so I told my friend, I was like, dang, I wanted, I wanted people to be able to use my sound. So I said, comment, yo, repost it as a sound. Because before it was just like the audio, yep. like what I, it wasn't my voice talking over. Cause I voiced over like saying mm-hmm. like, this is day 76, you got to go one more talking about go one more. It's like that whole thing. Reposted it, got like 1.2 million views. So at this point, my followers are, growing 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 i think i'm almost at a hundred thousand followers now and then i posted another video the next day uh day 77 i guess but it was like i was done with the challenge and it was my first cheat meal got another like two hundred thousand views i'm just like holy crap this is this is insane like, yep. like my views are still doing so so good i'm getting followers I, at this point i think i got up to like one hundred ten thousand followers like i was just growing so rapidly wow. and then once the season started, I was like, I need to, I need to stay consistent with this. And during the season, it was really, really hard to balance. Mm-hmm. The two. So I stopped posting for like, like on and off. I was posting maybe every, like once a month. I went from like posting daily to like once a month. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I lost so many followers from it, like thousands and thousands of followers. I think I was like almost like four or 5,000 followers. Which at the end of the day, I'm not too upset about. It's that's what happens. You're not posting anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, the season ended. I started. I started trying to post again. It wasn't really like wasn't really working out. It wasn't doing as well. But it was. I was still doing, it and I was like, I need to be mm-hmm. more consistent with it. And then that's when I decided I wanted to make a YouTube channel. I was like, I'm gonna do this too. Um, so I started making videos. I was pretty consistent on and off throughout the summer, 
Uh, I was trying to post every weekend, mm. or at least once a week. It ended up being every like two weeks or three weeks because YouTube video is a lot harder. <laughs> I was slowly getting go, getting into it. But right before, uh, I think after I posted like my first or second video, I noticed the BPN, Bear Performance Nutrition, their mm. ambassadorship opened up. And at this point, NIL is a thing. NIL is a thing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this couldn't be, this couldn't be more perfect. And so I apply, I get accepted. And it's just like long application. It's like talking about what does go one more mean to you? What, oh, what's your favorite supplement? Um, it's like, it's like actual like questions you have to really, really think about. It's not just, just like your first name, your last name, your Instagram handle, your TikTok. It's not like that. It's like, they care about culture. They care about who you are as a person and are you going to fit as an ambassador here? And they accepted me. And I remember running down as soon as I got the email, I running downstairs to my, um, my teammate, like slash best friend, Adam, he's and my roommate running downstairs he was in the basement and i was like dude i just got accepted in the bpn and he uses their supplements too like we both do i put i put my entire team on before i was even sponsored by them <laughs> my entire team on like this is the stuff to use the third party tested so they're good with the ncaa mm-hmm. that's like a big thing for me yep. and uh like even the nutritionist checked in and it's good so also it's stuff tastes really good too <laughs> all the stuff is like so so good and so um i remember hopping in my first call on i actually have one of the hats on right now this is like one of my favorite hats I, i'm a backwards hat kind of guy though and, um, <laughs> so i get accepted i'm in the program i'm basically an ambassador so i get commission mm-hmm. um based on how many i sell and i get a free product every month Wow. So at that point, I was just like, this is, this is awesome. But then I got to the point where I was able to move up in the program, which only like 20, 20 people, I think now out of like, I think there's around four or 500 ambassadors, only like 20 people are in this, um, the next tier. And so mm-hmm. I was able luckily to move up just because I was posting consistently. I was getting sales. I was and just thing is, it wasn't that hard to get sales because I was already preaching this stuff before. This is this this is the exact same stuff I was preaching before, and, but now I'm part of it, so it benefits me if you guys help me out. Like that's yep. that was basically it. And so I was able, luckily, um, now move up, and now I get even more products every single month, and it's 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 honestly just a blessing. And I would be getting the products still buying them if I wasn't getting them wow. for free. But, and, and that's and that speaks again just to who you are. Everything you're saying right now goes back to what you talked about at the beginning. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. So my uh my biggest thing is since I have that opportunity, it's like mm-hmm. I the next step in the ambassador program is to become a full-time athlete. Mm-hmm. And I could literally be getting paid on salary, which would be amazing. That was like, I, just from me being able to post and me being an athlete and me representing Maryland and representing myself, like I was able to create this opportunity Mm -hmm. out of random, like this is, this is, and this is just for me posting and me doing what I love and me supporting the brand that I really, really love. So my goal is to work my way up to an athlete. So I'm basically on, so I'll be on salary and that would just, that, that opened so many doors. And mm-hmm. I've never thought about wrestling after college until now. 
I've never thought about competing for the world team for the Olympics. I've never thought about that until now. It's because of this opportunity. And even if I don't, I am a big runner. I love running and I would love to do marathons, ultra races. I would even want to compete in like CrossFit games, but this just opens so many opportunities that I can still train after college. I can still compete and stuff after college. And that's a big thing that I think students at student athletes after high school and student athletes after college, they get out of routine. Like we were talking about earlier, you get out of routine and they're like, Oh, I don't have a practice to go to, but I'm still eating and the same. So I'm starting to get out of shape and just, that's the biggest thing is because I feel like they lose a track of like their goal. They they don't have anything they're working towards. They're not on that structure. So being a part of this team of bear performance nutrition it allows me to have that that motivation that drive being part of something still and representing something still after college mm-hmm. through other aspects whether it would be like i said earlier crossfit games mm-hmm. running marathons triathlons that sort of stuff and i think what's key here for any student athlete or future student athlete that's listening to this conversation is is nil is more than just connecting with a brand and making money off of it right like you have found career goals with this brand and again this was even before you were you know you were thinking this supplement helps me get better performance to do what I love to do but now NIL has opened up the the connection to the company it's opened up potential long-term goals for you that go that will help you establish dreams that maybe you didn't even know were out there and I think that's when we were talking in my office that day, got me excited to have you on the podcast because I don't hear student athletes often talk about the utilization of NIL and the way that you talk about it. Um, and so that I think is exciting for me to hear, but I also hope it's exciting for your peers to hear, whether they're here in Maryland or beyond as well. Um, and so I kind of want to switch gears and give you my last question of the podcast, which goes back to the title, right? Is being more than a student athlete. What does that mean to you? Being a student athlete, what does that mean to me? What is what is being more than a student athlete, right? So like you are an example of being more than a student athlete. You're focused on your career goals. You've utilized NIL. You become a captain. You are a leader to me within the, the landscape of Maryland athletics, but you're also a student athlete. So you're doing all of the things that a lot of people say they can't do. So what does it mean to be more than a student athlete? I feel like one thing that Coach Clemson always talks about, he's saying, I'm going to make you guys good wrestlers. I'm going to make sure you guys get a good education, but I'm going to make you guys the best husbands possible, best fathers mm-hmm. possible. And that's, that's super important to me. That's something that at the end of the day, I want to be super proud of every time I go to bed at night. I want to be wow. a great father. I want to be a great son. I want to be a great husband to my future wife. That's That's really, really big for me and being a being beyond a student athlete being a student athlete has helped me realize those things and has helped me grow into the person I am today and I, I I'm very very grateful for the opportunity to be pushed in the classroom and be pushed on the wrestling mat mentally and physically to make sure that my future family benefits from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that that's a whole word right there. I'm again. I'm trying to go back to my 21 year old student athlete. So that's not what I was thinking about at 21. So again, you're a little light years ahead, but I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Like you're always looking forward, always looking at the long term picture and how it not only affects who you are as an individual, but like the people that are in your closest circle. So I appreciate that answer. So as always, to wrap up the podcast, we like to do what we call rapid fire. So I'm going to give you a question and you got to give me the first thing that comes to mind, okay? I'm ready. All right, first thing. Favorite place to eat around Maryland's campus? I would say either Pliable or Bagel and Grinds. Uh, Pliable is a great place. I used to visit there all the time. Uh, <laughs> favorite part about being on the wrestling team? Favorite part of being on the wrestling uh, the gear, <laughs> the gear, the gear is so nice. The shoes, the 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 hoodies, the, the hats. It's uh, it's just great. I love it. Hey, listen, I love it if you love it. Um, so since you are a hometown kid, or I'll call you a hometown hero now, what is your favorite thing about the state of Maryland? Um, it it just feels like home. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like when I'm in Maryland, I feel like home. Uh, when I'm in Maryland, I think my mom is cooking. That, that's <laughs> what I think of. I think of hardcore wrestling. Like that's okay. that's that that's me. I, like, when I think of Maryland, it's home. And that's the best yeah. part. Of it. Um, who? What is your? Who is your favorite musical artist? It could be right now, or it could be of all time. I'll give you leeway here. All right. This is too complete. I'm going to give two answers because I just can't. It's either Cody Jinks, who is a country artist, or it's Biggie Smalls. <laughs> so That's it's two like, extremes, and I love it. Boom, boom. It's like two extremes. I grew up on Biggie Smalls and that old school rap from my dad. Just coming home from practice, just bumping it. It's just great, great, great. But that Cody gotta, Jinks is like, your dad, too. Like, this is great. He's the we dude. Have a, man. We He's have a family dude. reunion around here. <laughs> he is the man. He is one hundred percent the man. But yeah, then then Cody Jenks is like I've gotten into ever since I got to high school, um, mm -hmm. like late high school, I started getting the country. But then really started getting the country last summer, uh, because I was going to a country concert, and so I fell in love with Cody Jenks. He's his songs are just so good so so good. okay i like country music i've not heard of him but i'm gonna check him out today i got spotify open so i'm gonna go look him up after this what is and this is your last question what is your favorite current song right now hippies and cowboys by cody jinks okay so you've given me homework today i got gotcha. have to go figure out who cody jinks is i put you All on right. <laughs> you did so dom i appreciate you joining us today this has been a really great conversation. Where can people find you and connect with you after this episode is dropped? Give so, us your social handles. It's at Dom Solis Official. On all platforms, TikTok. All, I only Instagram. have really Instagram and TikTok. Okay. And then what's your YouTube channel? It's just Dom Solis. Okay. Yep. So y'all heard it here first. Y'all can find Dom. Continue to follow him on his journey. Be one of his hundreds of thousands of followers on social media we love it um but you can also make sure that you're following maryland made on instagram and twitter at maryland made terps and connect with us as well on linkedin thank y'all for tuning in to another episode be sure to download subscribe and share all of our episodes 
on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Never miss an episode. And until next time, we out. Oh, 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 oh,